Welcome to the greatest episode of Movie Club ever produced. And if you disagree, then I'm going to shit out your mouth. You fuck you guys up. Yeah. We always try to like reference the movie when yeah, we start. I and, almost, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm racking my brain. I think that's. I like, almost uh, went uh, with uh, like. The theme to Mission Impossible. No, that's. No, Derek. What what Pixie song is this? Do do do. You guys do not. Monkey gone to heaven, bro. That's right. Monkey gone to heaven. Thank you, Derek. Anyone get that? Monkeys come. If you want to reference this movie, you should have started this with "Welcome to the lowest viewed episode of Movie Club ever," yeah. uh, the least successful. Do you think that there's got to be one that's the least successful? I mean, this is a new movie, so maybe people are finding on Paramount Plus and they're going like, "What do these people have to say about?" It? Um, if you like watch the movie before you watch Movie Club, don't for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? That's what I have to say. I I will say. <laughs> Just listen to our review. Listen to, you li- don't need to watch hey, the Babylon. What I'll say this is this movie, who cares about the spoilers? Watch this episode and see if it maybe entices you to watch it. Do it the verse, reverse way. You've, watch our review. See if you want to see you've it. You've had plenty of time to watch the movie at this point. You've yeah. probably decided not to watch it. I honestly hadn't heard of this movie. And... It just came out, and I had no idea this was even a thing. I had no idea it was in theaters. I knew nothing about uh, it. I heard about this movie, uh, really? but but I heard about it before it came out, and then I didn't know it came out, and then, yeah, nobody was talking about it, and now yeah. I know why. I, I didn't really hear about it much. Uh, it, it was blowing my mind because, so I've, I loved this guy's other two movies that came out. Um, he did direct... He didn't write, but he did. He did direct that. I think he directed it, that first man movie with the, uh, the Neil Armstrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Which I thought was okay, but that wasn't. They didn't really consider that. That's not like that wasn't like his big thing. I think not he just stepped movie. in yeah. to help with that or something. But uh, his other movies, Whiplash and La La Land, I really loved. And so I was like, oh man, oh what's his next movie gonna be? And then yeah, the the next time I heard about his. <laughs> about Babylon, the first time I heard about it was, oh, it came out and like no one knew. Like, and this was a huge release movie. This wasn't like just a couple cities. This was a wide release, like 2,500 theater, like full thing at Christmas. And it was like, oh, I, I wasn't aware at all. This came out on Christmas Day? Wow. I don't know if it was Christmas oh, Day. The, it was the, like the December 23rd. 20th. The 23rd. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, last week. Yeah. Rocco said he he couldn't think of a movie that wasn't three hours long. Yeah, legit. Yeah, well, you're going to have to think harder next time because <laughs> I can't do these three-hour slog fests anymore. <laughs> I feel like if a three-hour movie comes out and you don't hear anything about it, yeah, that's a big sign that the movie sucks. I have to say, yeah. th- this is what I'm thinking from now on. Three-hour movie came out and nobody's talking about it. That means they fell asleep or <laughs> I died of boredom. I don't know. Th- it's interesting. This movie, I do think, is fascinating. Yeah. And I think if there is ever a documentary about this movie, I will watch it. Yeah. Not made by these people who made the movie. I don't want to see that. 
But I am just like, this to me was a movie of someone who was so close to winning an Oscar. They thought they had it for a split second for mm-hmm. Best Picture. And to me, this was a ego trip. Yeah. And I can do no wrong. Yeah. And this, this, felt this like one an un- is going to get the Oscar because yeah. I'm so great. That's the vibe I got from this movie. Yeah. It definitely reeks of that of of uh unlimited yeah oh no yeah don't limit them in any way like uh over overblown overinflated kind of uh production for sure i mean this movie the budget was 80 million dollars yeah 80 million dollars that's this actually movie. way cheaper than i was expecting yeah i thought it was gonna be more <laughs> okay <laughs> because of all the shit going on in uh, this movie there yeah. there's I mean, occasionally a comedy will come out and then you find out it's like, yeah, for some reason that movie costs 110 million. And it's like, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I thought this would be more, but I thought I read something. Maybe you, maybe you looked and I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I thought I saw something with like promotion, which apparently there was a ton. Again, I never yeah, I didn't saw see it. That. Uh, I did. it was closer to like 200 million with, with that included. Uh, like they got themselves in the whole bad with this movie is what I had heard. Dang. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I the movie so far has made only if opening weekend made five million. That's it. Yeah. With a wide release, that's like insanely bad. Yeah. Uh, now it's made up to sixty three, but now it's it's not in theaters anymore. Now it's on Paramount Plus. So oh, it's a flop. Go it's a, figure. It's a flop. It's now a flop. before we started writing or writing recording this, you said people told you this movie sucked. Oh. Uh- I had heard from so many places like, oh, yeah, worst movie of the year, and it's nominated for, like, every Razzie, and it's nominated. Why did you unleash this film on us? Uh, I heard none of this. Yeah, because <laughs> I was just fascinated by it because, uh, it, again, because it was that director, oh. and and it was, like, becoming legendary. Um, but, I I mean, it. <laughs> I, was hearing, I was hearing some people kind of step in and say, like, you know, that was, you know, people are focused on the box office, but it wasn't that bad. And <laughs> who like stepped that. in to say that? I don't know. <laughs> who out there said this well, movie wasn't that so I'll, bad? I'll just say here, though, I, I don't I don't think I thought this was as bad as as you guys. Uh, I, clearly, I'm not in the camp of don't don't watch this before the episode. Like, I think maybe I had just been prepared for something so insufferable that oh, I, I didn't think that. Uh, I, I was not. I was prepared for a good movie. <laughs> Do yeah. you said th- this is the dude who did Whiplash. Mm-hmm. This is the guy who did La La Land, and here's a three-hour <laughs> yeah. movie. So I was expecting like a yeah. good film. Yeah, I just felt like everything I had read about it was tied to how bad it bombed. But I was like, okay, but I just want to like watch it and see it for itself, oh, you yeah, know, and God. know about I, it. I will say this with the movie, and this is may sound crazy to you, Derek. Okay, yeah. Lay it on me. There are, in my opinion, two movies in this movie. And I feel like if we were handed this movie and said, make it an hour and a half, I think we could make a good movie out of it. Yeah. But what I saw was so, as we said before, unchecked ego of the, we need to have this. Now we're going to have this. Now we're going to have this. But there was like the idea, maybe just the idea of it was like, hey, what happened to those actors who were in the original movies then we went over to talkies. What happened to those people? That's an interesting story. I never thought about that. Yeah. But the way that they went about this was so fucking much. Yeah. 
that I do think that you can find something good in this, but it is, it yeah. is you have to pick out um, certain things. In its oh. current state, I don't think there's anything good to find in this movie mm-hmm. uh, because I felt this movie lacked like heart like it was a very like mean spirited i don't give a fuck about anything kind of movie and that to me was the main problem Mm -hmm. i was like i'm spending three hours watching these characters and they're like awful one-dimensional unrealistic people who don't seem to care about anything Mm -hmm. but themselves but like it was so vapid and self-centered the characters i was Mm -hmm. like why what even is the why should I care about these people who don't care about anything? So many people die in this movie so many. and yeah. nobody gives a shit. It's like, oh, this guy's dead. Well, he's fucking alcoholic anyways. Moving on. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. amount yeah. of uh, emotion they give. Oh, yeah. the guy in the film, uh, the cameraman. How's the cameraman doing? Cameraman, cameraman. They open the door. He drops down. He's dead. Oh, next scene. And I'm yeah. like, nobody, nobody cares. Yeah, that, that you, people are dying. Well, the here? whole like you're movie, not showing any emotion about to this. To me, the whole movie is the most heinous acts with no repercussions anywhere. Yeah, you know, even like, dude, I texted Rocco within the first three minutes of this movie, being like, yeah. I just witnessed something I can't even fathom. But we put it on screen. It starts the the movie starts with an elephant taking a fucking diarrhea shit. All over people's faces. Yeah, a, a dude on gets the, a, an elephant diarrhea shower. On, in the I mean, first the three shot is an elephant's butthole opening up to getting shit into the camera. Yeah, the camera's covered in shit. The people are covered in shit. And I the think movie's just starting. I think the filmmaker was trying to warn you about what you were in for, and <laughs> and nobody was smart enough to realize. It's like, hey, this movie is gonna be like an elephant diarrheaing <laughs> in your face for three hours. Um, and, and, you know, because it's the opening of the movie, you're like, huh, so what's the meaning of this? But now that I've seen the movie, I'm like, oh, you were just trying to warn us. I, huh. That was like a red flag. I, I was everything. Like I'm honestly, truly surprised they got away with an R rating on this. This is like NC 17. I mean, right. Like everything was so much. It's, it's right for the elephant diarrhea. It's a golden shower scene. The girl's peeing in this guy's mouth. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> what is this fucking yeah, movie? Yeah, and that's yeah. about two minutes before the pedophilia kicks in. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I got to be there with you. Because, uh, yeah, the woman's like, why do you keep the underage uh, sexy people? And I'm like, yeah, okay, what is this fucking movie? <laughs> um, yes. What you were talking about, though, I, I, you know, when it comes to, like, with the people dying and things like that, that stuff didn't really bother me uh, because I feel like anytime I read about that era, th- those are the types of things I read about, which is always like, oh, yeah, they filmed uh, whatever. They're filming this fucking movie and they sacrificed 30 horses. Like sure. 30, you know, or, yeah. or uh, oh, the, the the main actress had a mental breakdown, so they just immediately replaced her. You yeah, know? but yeah. I like somebody has to care. Maybe nobody on set cared, but somebody has to care that mm-hmm. these people are because otherwise, why should I care as a if why should I care if nobody in the movie cares? That's my question. Mm-hmm. Right. The movie, the characters in the movie, at least one of them is supposed to be somebody that we can identify with as the viewer. You'd be like, OK, 
I'm going yeah. on this journey with that person. But this person doesn't seem to care. Am I supposed to care? It was just such a movie that was lacking the depth of what these characters could have been. I felt like what you're saying, Sean, there could have been a good movie here. Yes, but you would have had to add some three-dimensional like emotion to this movie. I just felt like everybody was just a surface-level character. Mm. Uh, I want this, and that's it. And there's no like subtext to any of it. And then it just goes on forever, and... It's like a dramedy, but it's, you know, the comedy parts I didn't really find funny. I've honestly, a lot of the comedy was just like pissing on people and shitting on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I was like, go deeper with your, with your jokes, go deeper with your emotion. And then, yeah, I don't know. There are, there are like dramatic scenes in the movie, but they mm-hmm. kind of just feel like corny. I feel, uh, when it gets to those points, cause it was like, you're trying to pack it all into like a monologue here. But I'm all over the place. Sorry, well, but you, you know, know we're we're kind of like the movie is all over the place though. Like, yeah. there's I feel like 500 individual scenes that they just threw into a movie together. But like things that you like, Margot Robbie visiting her mom in the like insane asylum, like okay, Point, pointless, pointless, sure. But it's like, but there's a thousand things like that where it's like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that happened. Oh, we did that. Like so yeah. much like that that it was like. Almost exhausting. Like it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, like that scene, it's like, oh, is this going to be like an ongoing thread? This, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she didn't have parents. And so she's trying to like, y- you know, compensate for that in some way. Or like, how does that affect her moving throughout this movie? Is there going to be something she has to overcome emotionally so that this, these parent scenes are relevant? And I felt like, no, <laughs> they, we didn't really get that. So. Uh, I, I just felt like this movie was written very quickly and then kind of like farted out. I don't know. I I don't totally agree. I don't disagree with any of the. I, I honestly the, the criticisms the criticisms you guys mentioned. I don't necessarily even really disagree with any of them. I guess for me it was just this kind of like sick story about how much everything used to get just swept out of the fucking room as quickly as possible even her meeting her mom it was just like yeah 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 she's fucked up out of sight um i do agree like you don't have a character that like it really needed a stronger bond with someone that you're with throughout all of it i think they kind of felt like they had that with the main dude i forget his name yeah Yeah. i I, you know i think they thought that as well yeah and and that didn't quite you know hit the problem with manny like the problem with everybody else is he's just a one-dimensional character. He mm. really kind of doesn't have a lot to... Nobody in this movie grows. Mm. Nobody in this movie changes, or there's no life lessons that any character gets out of this movie. Manny is kind of like a perfect character who's just underappreciated. And that, you know, that that rarely makes a good character good characters are often flawed in some way. And it's not even like a major flaw, like this guy's a serial killer or this guy's an alcoholic. But, uh, you know, like Luke Skywalker is naive. He's like a farm boy. Uh, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones uh, can't connect with a lady. And so he needs to overcome his like lack of romance, you know? And at the end of the movie, he sacrifices the treasure to save the girl because well, maybe he loves her. But mm-hmm. this movie, you know, Manny is just like, 
I don't even know what Manny wanted, honestly. He wanted to be with Margot Robbie. Yeah, I kind of feel like if they would have centered the movie only about Manny's story, and then you would still see Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt throughout because he was involved with both of them. Yeah. That, yeah, you could have had him grow. You could have had, you see, and they kind of do follow him, but you're right. Like, it is kind of like one dimensional where it's like, you could have done so much more with this and told the story through his eyes because he's someone who started at the absolute, he's being shit on literally in the beginning. Yeah. To now he's this executive at this studio. Like, how did he get there? And the way they showed it was a little like, it just happened to him. It just happened to him. Right yeah. place, right time. Mm -hmm. Lucky guy. Yeah. Well, I felt like his whole motivation was being, uh, he was kind of enchanted by, I think he says it, right? Like something bigger than him, like uh, being part of something bigger. I feel like, uh, what's her name? Margot Robbie's character. I only know actors' names. Um, um, was, Nelly. Was, Nelly so, was almost sort of like the fairy tale connection to that. Mm -hmm. Like, and he was like kind of swept away by that. And I, you know, I'm not saying it was like super deep, but I, that's what I, yeah, that was one of those scenes. That scene comes about 40 minutes into the movie. Um, and then there's another scene about two hours in the movie where Brad Pitt also talks about how movies are bigger than people give them credit for. Mm. And yeah, I read those scenes as kind of like a love letter to movies. This movie kind of pretends to be a love letter to movies, but to me, it's like a, a stalker's love letter to movies. No, yeah. It's, it's I, a bit psychotic. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't really even leave it with a positive uh, view of any of that. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you even have, again, we're jumping around. The ending is almost like a tribute to like what Dude. movies have become. And I, yeah. I, I felt like when the movie was over, it was like, I, I felt like the message of the whole thing was like assimilate or die. Basically mm -hmm. like throughout the whole movie, it's, you see an era changing and it was kind of like if if you weren't totally on board, you were you may literally be dead. <laughs> so and I I, I thought <laughs> the ending of the movie was kind of cheap, honestly. It I mean, we'll get into that, I guess, later. But man, I, I was like, I, I felt like I was supposed to be touched and I was laughing. Yeah, so, I, I felt like you're trying to make this emotional, but you didn't earn it. And you're you're just trying to tack it on with this little movie montage at the end. Yeah. But I, I also, we'll get to the montage, but I was almost impressed that they found almost every one of Rocco's favorite movies and put it uh, in the montage. Yeah. I was like, dude, they got The Matrix, they got Avatar, they got <laughs> 2001, like, holy shit. Two Spielberg movies. Yeah. Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. There, there is also, this, is, uh, this was kind of something that a little bit went viral. They, they got Dolly slicing the eye that was in there. Uh, also, Jackass is in this movie, if you know where to look. Uh, I was cracking up because there's a scene in uh, once it hits like 1952 where they really tried to hide a Jackass Forever billboard. Huh. And you can that find it. That was a modern billboard, was it? Okay, because I saw that. They were really no trying way. to hide it. The 1952 part, it felt like. They're outside of like Paramount. Yeah, Studios. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I felt like this movie just threw a bunch of money at their problems, but mm -hmm. didn't do the like developmental like in inner but, spiritual work and that 1950s part is the perfect example because mm -hmm. they had 25 classic cars from the 50s mm -hmm. and they just took over the street with it mm. and i was like yeah how how much money does it cost to get all these classic cars but then it's <laughs> very clearly just 
2022 Los Angeles. Like yeah. the stoplights are modern. Yeah, the even billboard is modern. Th- there's a sign on the thing. It's saying like, um, I forget the sign. Like, the bus stop looked yeah, modern. Yeah, please stay on all vehicles or whatever it was. I'm like, that's not an old sign. Yeah, that's a new sign. I was like, dude, uh, cut like four of these cars <laughs> and pay to take all this other stuff down. Or don't show that fucking sign. Or erase it digitally. I don't know, but I I, 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 I can't explain it. I don't know why they did that. All of this, though, to me, is just another example of, you know, this this dude, this director, Damien Chazelle, did a lot with a little with those last two movies. And this is what you see. I feel like you see it time and time again. There's certain directors that then they're given $100 million. And you just, you know what I mean? Even a fucking M. Night Shyamalan, like, did way better when it was like, yo, just micro budget for this yeah. guy. You know, it could work creatively within that. And I feel, I feel like this movie just fucking oozes that. It's like you, you just didn't, um, yeah, exactly. Threw a ton of money at things rather than really get to the core of like what works This here. is like 20 pounds of shit in, yeah. a, in a one pound bag. For sure. For there, sure. There's like, um, <sighs> I'm taking a moment to think of what I can praise from this movie. The I like that song. The the music is good, and every movie this guy makes has great music. This is yeah. a, this uh, the nominations for this because I mean again I think that I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, that's it. Uh, but I uh, I think this was made. I just read it as you want an Oscar and you think this is going to get you the Oscar. Yeah, I, that's what I took this yeah. whole so, movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know they they try to be like socially conscious culturally relevant by trying to sprinkle in like racial storylines in this movie but doesn't really commit did to those not either. fucking commit no no it, no it was like two percent like yeah the black guy yeah they, they're mean to him it was bad uh <laughs> anyways moving on don't worry about that character yeah the asian woman yeah they fire her yeah she's not yeah she's not gonna fit in with hollywood and i was like that those are two. Those could be two complete movies just yeah. on their own. That could have been this movie. Even the main character Manny is like Mexican, but yeah. it it only like slightly plays in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, why why even include those in the movie if you're not going to use them? Really? Yeah. yeah. You know? it, it felt kind of again like kind of cheap. I felt like <laughs> yeah. Well, mm, we need we need to kind of talk talk about this. So uh, well, here's a two yeah. minute scene for you. All we right, should, we should address that, right? Done. Okay. All right, and then she does a lot of cocaine and um, wants to fuck everybody. I I don't like movies where it's just people being mad and <laughs> and yeah. you're you're watching it just being like, why don't you just calm down? <laughs> so many scenes in this movie mm-hmm. are just like. Oh, we're running out of fucking light. Where's my fucking camera? If you don't get that bitch actress into makeup, I'm going to fuck all of you in the asses. And I'm like, and that is the whole movie. That, yeah. It's three hours of that. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, can, why don't we, uh, you know, I've been on film sets. It's like nerdy. You know, there's some people there like really just want to get the work done. And mm. this, I, I don't know. Like I just didn't, connect with this movie at all i didn't think it was fun to watch i didn't think you know i was impressed by how much money they spent but then i found out that it was actually i'm impressed by how much they got done with the amount of money because hmm. uh and the amount of huge actors in it too yeah. huge actors giant like crowd scenes yeah uh it's really giant impressive. i mean like even when they were filming 
the uh like the battle scene at the you know that yeah. was huge yeah i will praise the movie that it had a massive scope it felt very big mm-hmm. but that's not often a good thing i feel yeah. like movies that are this big are like a lot of times they become kind of bloated with there's so much going on and at the same time there's nothing going on mm-hmm. none of this matters it's a lot of spectacle but on an emotional level there's not really anything to connect with yeah I do think it is a little... Oh, but I was going to say, it was nominated for Academy Awards for the score and for production design. But again, the production so, design... Production design would be the costumes, the cars. Yeah, the, but the, the, the things we're talking about, though, like the sign that we clearly saw was not <laughs> old, it was modern. You know, like, there, was like, there, was, there was like, okay... Well, well it didn't was, win for it, production design. Well, it didn't, it didn't win for score either. But <laughs> I, I really, I truly, that song, I, I don't know, that one got me. I like that song. Anyways, not the point. Um, what, where was I going to go with this bullshit movie? Uh, I said there's a lot of spectacle, but not a lot of emotional stuff to uh, attach to. You know, I'll I'll come back to you later. We'll move on, but I'll, I'll jump in later when I remember. Um, I do think that, uh, there was like, Margot Robbie is a good actress. And at first, when it was her getting her first break, her first chance, and she was like one chair or two, it was like, she was good. Like that was there was ah uh, this this movie is so frustrating me because it could have been something it just fucking what the fuck was not it was not it was not um yeah and you know what too for a movie set in the twenties why does Margot Robbie not look like anybody from any photo of the twenties that you've ever seen mm. you know I was just thinking like this is very clearly just a modern actress modern like hairstyle. Uh, that was for me a big thing too. I was like, if you're portraying an actress from the like silent era, who is she modeled after? I do. You know? I did read that someone, I forget the name, but some actress would ice their nipples before takes. Like that was a thing that I'm mostly talking did. about like mm-hmm. the hairstyle and sure. the, the makeup style. It just looked very modern. You yeah. know, they were like, it's 1926. And I was like, but is it, what yeah. is it? Um, What's funny about that is they uh, this movie was originally it was originally Emma Stone in the lead role. Yeah, because uh, it was supposed to be uh, based on Clara Bow, who was de- like an actress in the early 1900s, had a very particular look. And they were going to stick way more historically to like her and what she was doing. And then um, she had to bow out. Uh, COVID-19 like fucked the production on yeah. this stuff like that. So it was like, I, I can't wait around for this. And she bailed. And then Margot Robbie got the role and they were like, well, we can make it a little more fictional. We won't base it like totally on her. So I think in that, you know what I mean? Like in that transition, it kind of became like, she's her own thing. Yeah, whatever. We don't have yeah. to adhere to anything. Do you but, think yeah. that Emma Stone saw this movie and was like, thank God. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I dodged a bullet. I, I mean, she got one. a lot out of doing <laughs> La La Land. Like, I think she won and shit for that. So she, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, don't tarnish her record. She's worked with that crew. Maybe she wanted, I don't know. Maybe Mm. she wanted to do that again, but probably watched the final thing and went down. This movie, I think, is comparable to uh, The Great Gatsby that Leonardo DiCaprio starred in. Yeah. Yeah. That movie, again, is like set in the 20s, but like they're playing Jay Z in it. (laughs) It's Baz Luhrmann, right? Um, it may have been. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. And and actually, if it was Baz Luhrmann, this movie also reminds me of Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. which is another movie I don't like. Okay. <laughs> uh, the whole like opening scene of this movie was like Moulin Rouge on crack. 
because they're literally like they're literally shitting on cocaine. On, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, they're snorting probably. cocaine and drinking absinthe and uh, being oh. being debaucherous. I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. Uh, this movie, the thing that I found interesting was that the movie is all talking about like the movie moving on without you, like. People who are in the silent pictures are now in the talkies. It's not working. They need to move on. They're not. They're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we're at another crossroads of that, where like maybe this kind of movie doesn't work in theaters anymore. Like this is a something. Like that's why this made. I mean, it also wasn't a great movie, dude. Yes, one hundred percent. You just reminded me. I was watching this movie and I was like, "Is this another Hollywood movie about how?" Women are just sex objects, and the only way to get ahead is to like be horny as fuck. And then all these like gross men are just gonna get like their dicks touched. Like that is a prominent theme throughout this whole movie. I'm like uh, another movie like this. Mm-hmm. I felt like this movie borrows so much from so many other better movies. It it made me think like this would have been maybe more interesting if it was made 30 years ago. Mm. Uh, if this movie came out in the nineties, this would be like really fresh, but now in like 2023, I just, yeah, it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. It, but really, cause to me, it's like, you know, streaming has become such a thing and because of COVID especially, which is why this production was halted to begin with that is in like, that has changed dramatically. Like the way that movies are distributed is so different now and people will still go see movies like Avatar 2. Like, that will happen. But I do think that, like, a movie like this, I don't know if it's going to find an audience in theaters anymore, you know? And maybe that's just a crazy statement, but I, I it kind of seems I like... I still like going to the movies in theaters. I have no I, problem with that. I do, too, too, for some movies. But there's others, like, I don't necessarily care. I just want to see it. I don't really care where I see it anymore. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I don't think, you know... A three-hour slog fest is not what I want to see in theaters. I don't want to see this movie at home either. Oh, there you um, go. No, it's it's it was already headed that way with movies as experiences mm-hmm. um, versus the the primary format to watch things. Um, it's yeah, the people are going for Marvel movies and uh, giant blockbuster shit this was already happening pre-covid and then i feel like covid sped it up yeah where now it's like oh it's a three-hour thing about hollywood well yeah that that's a that's a watch at home yeah i'll wait yeah yeah um you know there's some things that break through that you know once upon a time in hollywood that's a three-hour movie about hollywood yeah yeah and i think that i love that is great i would love to see that in theaters you know um, and like horror movies are still better in a theater. I think they're yeah. scarier. But that's in a, an experience, in a theater. you know? Yeah. This isn't really an experience. Well, every movie should be an experience. Well, every movie should. should give you some sort of like emotional feeling like, sure. wow, this movie made me really sad. It was fucking beautiful. Oh, this movie inspired me. Holy shit. Ah, oh, the movie scared the shit out of me. Ah, oh, it's a fucking adventure. But this one was just like, can we, I was literally rooting for the characters to die. <laughs> there are so many parts of this movie where I'm like, oh they're going to die in this scene. Yeah. yeah. And then they survive. I'm like, oh, got to keep watching them. Shit. <laughs> I definitely did not feel sad at any point in this movie. Nope. I was shocked a lot. So you got me there. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing a lot of times. And it kept kind of going with that. You know, you see that first scene and you think, well, this is as crazy as going to get. But then like later, Tobey Maguire shows up and takes you to... Hell. hell yeah and they, they go i hell. couldn't believe what i was seeing there as well so you know it was a trip 
Um, we're doing a lot of bashing on this movie, but you enjoyed it more yeah, than we did. So, I did. do you want to praise what you liked about it? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought the whole thing was kind of tragic. <laughs> like, like talking about like not being sad for any of it. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't even disagree with like the specific points you guys are making, but I, I, I honestly was entertained by it just in the sense of, uh, it was such a fucking. Uh, you know, just kind of witnessing how ugly this time was. I, I totally understand that, like, a lot of people might not want to sit through that. But, uh, yeah, I thought, like, just seeing, like, what happened with Brad Pitt's character and all that kind of shit and how it was just so, like I said earlier, assimilate or die. It was, like, there, there was, uh, it was kind of hopeless. And the movie itself was hopeless, um, and I could see that being a real like detriment to the enjoyment of it. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I, I, I was entertained by it in that sense. Just, uh, watching how just, uh, what a just misery to try to make it through this time that was just forgiving to no one. Um, so, uh, you know, in that sense, I, 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 I was entertained, but, um, but that doesn't change the fact what you were saying earlier about like there isn't one character you're really like, man, I'm with you. You know, I was I was kind of fascinated. I, I, that's the word I'll use more than anything for this. I was I personally was fascinated by a lot of it, even even just on the side of like, how how'd you make this fucking thing and why even that side of it? But I was more fascinated by like Brad Pitt's character. It's not like I was in there rooting for him or, oh, this character's so good. What's going to happen with him next? I wasn't even having those thoughts, honestly. But I was more fascinated by the trajectory of a guy like that in this time and where they were going. You know, they, they were a little two-dimensional. Yeah, totally. Maybe, maybe a lot two-dimensional. But, um, I, you know, I don't know. I... I I think I enjoyed the kind of bluntness of of this story and the and the brutality of it. I I just hadn't seen another movie do it and portray this area that way or this era that way. Um, you know, I think there's um well even even yeah, well whatever. There's a million movies that really try to uh kiss the ass of Hollywood in this in the golden era and like the early kind of you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I liked the this kind of portrayed it in the total opposite way. But then it does have those kind of try to it, it tries to be a love letter in certain parts of it. And yeah, I, I don't think they quite work in that way uh, because of that. Um, you know, I think uh, yeah, it doesn't. You know, there's parts it tries to get you emotional, and it's like yeah, nice try. I do think I have a little different read on certain things like the ending maybe than you guys did, but um, but that doesn't change the fact that. It, um, it, it, it was, you know, it was all very muddled, you know, just by, um, by just the sheer excess of everything crammed mm -hmm. it. Like you said, 10 pounds into, in a one pound container, yeah. you know? So I, I really don't, <laughs> I don't ultimately disagree with almost anything you guys have said, but I think I was still more, um, like I said, fascinated by, the I love tragic <laughs> films. Yeah. I yeah. like movies that are brutal. I do, <laughs> but they need to have a point to the tragedy. It mm -hmm. needs to elicit some sort of like life lesson for mm -hmm. me. And I don't think anybody in this movie got that or conveyed it. And I love Brad Pitt and he's probably my favorite part of this movie, mm -hmm. but the movie starts with him kind of being past his prime 
and everything's falling apart for him. And it just continues on this downward trajectory and it doesn't even like really give you a glimmer of hope. Mm. Like, oh, maybe he's going to make it. Oh, maybe he's going to have a good relationship. Yeah. It's like, no. Nope. Yeah. There's, Every time it's just, yep. There's no turn. Yeah. Down, 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 down. Yeah. And that was like with every character. There was, you know, maybe Margot Robbie is, you know, really, really wants to change. But for whatever reason, she just can't. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't yeah. really have that. I t- yeah. Um, I just feel like they missed the mark on like every character. There's it's so basically this movie is about five people and their career in Hollywood over the course of like eight years. Mm -hmm. But then two of those characters, the Asian woman and the black jazz singer are like, like uh, superficial characters. So it's really about three people, Margot Robbie, Manny, the main guy and Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, well, to me, there are so many scenes that, like, as we said, there's no repercussions, and they don't even explain anything. Where, like, Brad Pitt's, one of his, he's married a lot in this fucking movie, but one of his wives is throwing plates and then straight up shoots him. Just, like, points a gun and fires. Then it just cuts to, like, a year later. He's fine. And he's fine. And they don't reference it. And it's like, yeah. well, why did... Yeah. Why did you show me that? Exactly. And like, how about he gets shot and then that affects him moving forward in his life? (laughs) How about that? You made a fucking scene where the guy got shot by his wife and then it's like, yeah, so we got divorced. This is this is my new girlfriend here. How's my new movie doing? And I was like, this is the guy who was a fucking post attempted murder from his wife. And that was 30 seconds ago. Like. You don't, we didn't get a time to... You don't have, like, a distrust of relationships or, like, maybe I should think about the way I'm treating my wives. He doesn't even fucking reflect on getting shot. No, but then, later on in the movie, Margot Robbie fights a fucking snake in the desert, <laughs> which is an insane scene. Yeah, this is where I was like, yeah, she's gonna die. She gets fucking attacked and bit in the neck, and there's a five-minute scene of her running around with a snake in her neck ridiculous ridiculous yeah she would have died instantly by the way she then is saved uh but again this chaos she's like dead brad pitt gets hit by a car he might be dead it's all fucked and then it cuts again you're right you're later bro and everything's fine again i just finished the movie 38 minutes ago, because mm-hmm. we're 38 minutes into this podcast, mm-hmm. I forgot he got hit by a car. Yes. I forgot that a, happened. Because it, it, it did not matter, it doesn't matter. whatsoever yeah. to the movie. And her yeah. getting bit by the snake also. Didn't matter. What was the lesson? No, nothing like I tried. Maybe I'm a little too crazy because I, I almost died fighting the snake. Nope. No change. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And I'm like, this sucks this movie is going nowhere it's just spinning its wheels the characters are doing the same thing essentially in every scene they're just changing the background mm-hmm. that's it's, uh <laughs> it's wild it was wild i, I uh, all right so we'll sum the movie up now we've, we've been bitching about oh, it for shit. 40 minutes okay. uh I, I mean, I mean, we could we could get into the plot, but we can. But to me, the plot is so quick. Like we we could go into yeah. beat by beat. Here it is. Uh, so the first forty minutes is you meet all these characters at this like wild Hollywood party, um, which again like reminded me of Moulin Rouge, and it's like people having sex out in the open, people doing drugs, people getting peed on. 
Um, and you meet the two main characters, Manny, who works for the guy who uh, throws these parties, and Nellie, who is just a wannabe actress who wants to be a star. And they kind of decide, like, yeah, we want to be in Hollywood. That would be just, it's the big, it's the best thing in the world. And then kind of by happenstance, they both just get sent to like some Hollywood sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like you honestly could have cut that whole party scene um, <laughs> and just started the movie with girl walks onto set. Uh, yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say too, I knew that this movie was going to be over like bloated and I was, I, I kind of felt that way too. But uh, in addition to that, when they went to the title, yeah. And it was 32 minutes, I think, into the movie. I was like, yeah, the fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah from that perspective, like, this is going to be a bloated fucking movie. <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad when it's like everybody's uh, having sex with each other and nobody seems to care. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> is even, nobody's even paying attention. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. That just really rubbed me the wrong way because I was yeah. like, what is the, I understand you're trying to show. Like how debaucherous Hollywood is, how, oh my God, this is like a hellish, you know, crazy Hollywood party that you have always heard of. This is like the dark side of Hollywood, but it just seemed like nobody was affected by it. And that's the thing. You need someone to be the audience. And Margot Robbie was a perfect opportunity who has never been to that party before Yeah, and sees it for the first time, but she just is instantly just in and gets it right away. But we are all still like, what the fuck is this yeah and no one has is along with us we are on our own the guy who's getting peed on uh the girl peeing on him dies and it's like oh they go into the room and she's dead He's like we were just having fun we were just having fun and i felt like i've seen this in so many other better movies they do this <laughs> in the godfather part two they do this in eyes wide shut they pee on someone oh no, no the, 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 the yeah. my, my hooker died and now <laughs> yeah. oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go to jail yeah. my life is ruined no, yeah don't worry well nobody cares about her don't worry we'll take care of this yeah, that's yeah. like a shitty trope i've seen in a dozen <laughs> other movies <laughs> yeah. but it was just the yeah. first instance uh that guy honestly was the only person who was affected <laughs> yeah, in the whole yeah, movie. yeah you're right yeah. the only guy who's like wow getting peed on is really fun oh my god ah! everybody else is like a oh, person died okay next scene let's move on uh and yeah so the girl dies at the party and they just get her out of there nobody gives a shit then the next day they go on set Margot Robbie is she's at the party and they're like oh the girl who OD'd was supposed to be in the movie tomorrow we need to pick a random girl Margot Robbie you're gonna go to the movie and so we get to see her on set and the next 40 minutes is them like making a silent film uh but it was just huge spectacle like it was 10 sets going on at once giant army like five movies being filmed like next to each other out in the middle of the desert one is like a like a medieval epic or a roman epic with battles another Mm -hmm. one is like a A western a western you see like a you know people are like in the far east playing music so it's like oh they're filming something that takes place in china like all kinds of crap going on and Margot Robbie is uh, becoming a star, basically outperforming the well-known actress. The man, the guy Manny, he's like a runner on set, and he has this kind of story arc where, oh, our camera's broken. We need you to go pick up a camera, and he has to drive into downtown LA and get a camera, and he steals an ambulance to 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 bring the camera back on time. Um, 
which is illegal. Again, no no consequences no for that. Repercussions. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Like the police don't care. This guy stole an ambulance. It, no, it's, everything's fine. Everybody could get away with everything in this movie. Literally everything. And that's another thing. It seemed like all of these people's problems were just like they were upset. And it's like, well, have you ever thought about not being upset? <laughs> you ever thought about just being a movie star and enjoying it? Yeah. You know? Um, but no, that wasn't really I, an option. I do. I do. Agree, I do. I'm okay with the degree of the, the no consequences thing. I mean, I think that was kind of the point is that these people owned this fucking land at, in, during this era and you know whatever but it doesn't work in the in the sense of no one's affected by things emotionally later as it goes on but i i get a degree of like oh he's you know I, i'm willing to forgive he stole an ambulance and eh, whatever it, not it, even you know. like i'm i'm there's a degree of hand waving i'm okay maybe with. like a cop comes up like hey where'd you get that ambulance somebody comes up <laughs> like yo don't worry about it here you go and they like bribe the cops just some sort of like yeah, yeah follow-up you know it just <laughs> it just seemed like nothing mattered and that to me yeah, you can't is, do that too that's too the much. biggest sign of a bad movie when you're writing scenes and they don't even affect the people you're creating a universe and but your universe is not completely like reactive to itself things happen in the universe but they don't have like ripple effects but the ripple effects are what make like the universe seem real in all movies i think Mm. You just can't have like events happen and like, oh, well, well, let's let's go to the next one. Um, So they're filming this movie and um, Brad Pitt is starring in the medieval film. And that's the scene. I mean, they get the camera. Brad Pitt makes the movie. Margot Robbie makes the movie as well. They get the weird, shot. weird, uh, <laughs> weird appearance by Spike Jones. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Who was he? The director. He was the director. He was the director. <laughs> and Flea is in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. Flea from Red Hot Chili Flea's Peppers. In this movie. Flea. I don't know what happened where he really started hitting the acting again because you know i feel like you saw a little bit of that in the 90s and then not so much yeah well, and now he's in this he's he's in the fucking obi-wan show yeah the he's red hot in, chili like, peppers are things. from los angeles yeah. and i think they're just such a part of the hollywood creative scene that yeah flea has basically become well known as an actor you know yeah his his acting career might parallel his music career because he's great in big lebowski too oh, um he's in that? yeah have you seen Big Lebowski? A, lo- a long time ago, and I remember very little. He's, yeah, he's not a major character in it, uh, but it's a good movie. Anyways, so after the movies are made and they come out, Margot Robbie becomes a star, and um, the next, it, it jumps forward. What, what I thought was funny was the movie starts in 1926, and then an hour in the movie, 1927. <laughs> and then, oh, my phone's ringing. Oh no! I have to take this call. Okay, well I'm you sorry. keep going. I, Emergency, I, I, keep keep talking. Emergencies like happen, dude. And just like the movie, we'll press on. And no, you don't. No segue needed. Um, yeah. So for me, Rocco, what I was gonna say is I really like uh, that scene of all the movies being filmed at once. Mm-hmm. That because that was a, a old that was a studio back then. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And you the sound didn't matter and that was super and, and again even a little bit later on when Manny goes and sees that movie for the first time and everyone's cheering cuz you can hear it and it's like everything's going to change. Yeah. And then it's the first time that Margot Robbie is on the sound stage recording 
that scene was interesting to me. Like, yeah. oh, you're Mr. Mark. The sound's not getting that. Who has the creaking knee? Like, all these different things yeah. were super interesting. Yeah, I, I liked that scene personally. I mean, I feel like it would have been that much better if the whole movie wasn't like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like when, uh, yeah. I think there's something to be said about restraint with certain things because I felt like, I mean, I remember, I remember seeing fucking Inglorious Bastards, and I thought the first scene was so. Oh my god, that was so intense. Mm-hmm. I did, and but then I personally, I felt like they did that scene like ten more times, so I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sure. Not even trying to diss that movie, but there's a lot of movies where I feel that way, and this is one where I loved that scene. But yeah, again, I felt like they did it a dozen times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I anyway, I think we're bouncing around with what scene though. Um, I like that one where it was shifting between the... Yeah, but then again, like, you know, the guy who's dying, literally dying, I guess, in that box to film it, like, it it was interesting to see everyone freaking the fuck out and screaming, but then having to get the composure to go again and then, like, losing their minds again because something, you know, it's like that was good, but... The, with that guy dying in the thing, no repercussions. You have no idea what happened with that. Like it's just, I just feel like there was so much of this movie that I just wished I could have gotten an answer to any question I had. Mm-hmm. And I, you're back, and I didn't get that. We're talking about the guy dying in the box of uh, when he's filming that movie with the sound. You know? Oh yeah, uh, did we mention that when they were making the movie, a guy got hit with a spear? No, we didn't mention that. No, I just want to, I just want to, you know, because nobody seemed to pay attention to the people dying, but I want to. You but yeah, the guy tribute. dying in the box. That was another scene where it was just people shouting at each other. And I was like, you know, if everybody here stopped shouting, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, anyways, I don't want to interrupt your conversation. No, no, no. That's I mean, I was just moving on past that, you know, to me, like we could just keep going into beat by beat of this movie. Essentially, to me, like Brad Pitt's career is over. He's a joke. Um. People right. don't want to hear him talk. Right. They start. Yeah. They start doing. They start doing uh, movies with sound, mm-hmm. and uh, and he doesn't. Yeah. He go. He 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 uh, kind of sneaks in on one of the screenings of his movies where he do- has his per- big performance in it, and uh, the crowd laughs. And yeah. And that stuff. I guess this is based off of a real person yeah. who their voice was higher pitched than everyone ima- imagined. Yeah. And yeah. so when they saw this actor finally speak for the first time. They were like, what the fuck? Like, that's not what I, you know. And they they didn't even convey that in the movie. I know. And that's what I was saying. Like, if Brad Pitt talked like this the whole time, that would have been, I would have got it. (laughs) I would have got it. Uh, But they, they, they didn't. They should have, that would have been legitimately great. Is if you kind of see him do shit through the movie and then you finally see Brad Pitt talk. And uh, like, I, I could see them, that being another thing people make fun of about this movie also. But I personally would have loved that. Like, uh, it's like why the, Brad Pitt? Why is he doing this? And then yeah, having that same realization as everyone else yeah. when they play that in the theater and everyone's cracking up. It's like oh, you that have, was your angle with this. You could have had a movie yeah, about know. a guy who looks like Brad Pitt who has a very effeminate voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks mm-hmm. like this. Oh, this is going to be such a great movie. But but he's a leading man because it's silent film. No one yeah. knows. And everybody thinks That's he's a great like angle. super like yeah. butch and macho. They should have. And then when totally the talkies come out, yeah. it ruins his career. Yeah. That right there is a movie. That's a movie by itself. Yes. Everything yes. you see from him is in print. And then it, you get to see the change happen. Yeah. But Brad Pitt is this fucking suave badass Brad Pitt, and I don't get like 
why don't people like him? Yeah, why are they laughing at why you? Why don't people like him? Only now is it occurring to me that this movie is about silent film actors yeah. Yeah. who can't transition into talking films. And I think that that point is missed because they never take the time to really show you that these were successful silent film actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, yeah, they're great. Everybody loves them. Oh, the microphones are here. Yeah, now, now we don't like them. And I'm like, I, why could, you know, if instead of showing me a 40 minute fuck fest and piss fest <laughs> for the beginning of this movie, like, yeah, maybe you get a glimpse of that. Show but... me these people making art, yeah, show me yeah. them being good at what they do. Yeah. But we know because it's silent films, they have qualities that are not going to transition to talkies. Let us yeah. know that going into the movie. And then we can be like, Oh, I want to see what happens when the microphones come in. Right. But yeah. they don't project any of that. It's like, man, aren't these, ain't life grand? Oh, where are the titties? They don't got any titties on this girl. Oh, this guy died. Oh, yeah, your career's over, buddy. What are you going to do now? And I'm like, yeah. this is so like, uh, like all over the place. Um, I was going to say before I left, yeah, the movie takes an hour to be in 1926 and then it goes to 1927 and then 10 minutes later, it's 1928. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, that I was like this, even the timeline is kind of wonky. And then like 1929, the 1932 and then 1952, it just keeps jumping forward. Yeah. Um, at one point in the movie. So, you know, Nellie becomes a star. Manny kind of is not a star yet. And he meets her. I think it's in New York, her hometown, wherever she is in her hometown. And yeah. they kind of connect. He meets her mom. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, and then Nellie's career starts tanking and it's just like, yeah, people don't like her anymore. Yeah. Well, she's a, her, she was charming. Of course she was a wild child, but now it's too much. Like she's always a wild, she wants to party all the time. Yeah, apparently. And so, uh, Manny gets promoted because they're like, Oh, we want to start making movies in the Latin markets. We're going to make you the director, the big shot. And he is in love with Nellie, which they don't really sell me on that point. This is I, I feel like this movie is supposed to be a love story between Manny yeah. between Manny and Nellie, but it was like I never felt that. I didn't feel the love. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, can see like uh, yeah. I, I felt like it was more of an obsession thing. And yeah, so maybe. I, it, it worked for me more in that angle. Like he thinks it's that, but it's something more that he's also chasing. like Margot Robbie and the Lady Faye is her name, have this whole like like gay relationship. So then I'm like, okay, so Margot Robbie, she's gay. Okay. And then like now she's, I don't know, but is she? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't tell me she anything about both her. ways. That's, That's what fine. they say in the movie. Okay. That's what they said. Okay. I didn't, maybe I missed that. But yeah, it, it, but Manny has to break them up. But then I'm like, is he doing this because he's obsessed with her or is he doing this because he has to? Or Well, I was going to say when he gets promoted to being uh, in charge of the movies, he wants to bring her into his studio and reinvent her um, persona and make her a more respectable actress. So they have this scene where they take her to like a high society party, but she like flips her lid and couldn't go worse. Barfs all over everybody. Cause she's like drunk and angry and, and going through Dude, some mental health issues. Fucking that barf too was like exorcist level. Yeah, it was. So the comedy in this movie was so like infantile. It's literally like poo poo jokes and barf jokes. Uh, to, I don't Rocco. I really want to know how you felt when Brad Pitt is in the bathroom and goes, are people going to like sound in movies? And he goes, of course they do. What's not to like. And then the wettest diarrhea fart blasts your speakers. 
Yay or nay? I, I mean, I, I thought that was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I was, I, I chuckled. I don't know. I was like, uh, all right. <laughs> but my thought was like, what are you saying? What is this saying? Is that why I was laughing? I think it was just an audio gag. I think the yeah. movie is just like, yeah, poop joke. Well, uh, I kind of took it as like, is that going to really make these better? Like, uh, it's a new thing. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, we here a uh, hundred years later can say undoubtedly yes. <laughs> Sound in movies. Like, no, but I mean, like, is art going to get better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Margot Robbie fights a snake. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like because there's audio, is it more art? It Like, I don't know. It's it's not. Yeah, obviously, like having the ability to do audio is better. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, does that make it more? Does, is it more valid as art because there's audio? I don't know. I, I thought that was fine. Uh, there were there were 80 other gags of that variety that I could have done without. But that one, I, I didn't. Mind. There were a lot. But to me, that was kind of the quintessential one. Mm-hmm. Where that's when I realized, like, oh, they have like lowbrow humor in this movie. Mm. Uh, they're they're not above sinking to that level. It set a low precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think of what like, the third act of this movie is. Margot Robbie uh, has a gambling addiction, and she gets in with like eighty five thousand dollars debt with some local uh, bad guys. We don't really even really know who they are. Yeah, and, and I I did want to say looking that up for inflation. It was like two from million the time. Bucks. Yeah, it's like just shy of two million. Oh, yeah. wow. That like that. So that, well. that, that I didn't think about that. Some added context. Holy um, shit. <laughs> so then Manny says, like, I'll take care of this. And he goes with his friend, the drug dealer, who's known as the Count, to go pay off the debt to a very gross looking I, I Toby don't think McGuire. he's ever looked worse. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of I was kind of like, just cut this out even just so I don't have to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, I feel like we've seen this scene in so many other movies yeah. where I have to go pay the bad guys. But, yeah. uh, yeah. But then when Boogie I, but, but then when it, yeah, it reminded me of Boogie Nights too. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene where they're walking around. I, I was thinking the, the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he gets money from this drug dealer and they give it to the bad guy. And then when the bad guy like leaves for a second, the drug dealer tells him like, it's all fake money. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why? He's like, where do you think I'm going to get that much money in two days? So then the guy comes back and he's like, let me pitch movies to you. <laughs> Which was kind of funny, but again, like kind of a, you know, a cliche scene. Yeah, I just laugh yeah, because yeah. I've, you know, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, people are like, I got a video that would be great for Mega 64. Yep. Um, And then uh, Toby Maguire takes them. He's like, oh, I got an idea for a movie. You got to see this guy. He's the ultimate warrior. And he takes them to this like fight club, I this know. underground, like, Fighting arena. What the fuck? They refer to it as the it? ass, the asshole of Los Angeles. Their words, <laughs> not mine. What the fuck? What? I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, just take him to hell. It's an allegory for hell. <laughs> but it was like, what? How? Where have we gone in this movie? How do we yeah. get here? I was trying to decode the symbolism too, because I was like, okay, if Tobey Maguire represents the devil. And this is, you know, Hollywood has a dark side. It's like you descend into hell. Then the director bribed the devil with fake money, uh, and then the the and then they while they're down there, and so they descend into this place, and it's all lit red, and there's people dressed up like demons having sex, and there's like alligators, <laughs> and then they find a big muscular guy who's like eating rats, <laughs> and again, I'm like, okay, so Hollywood is hell, and at the bottom of hell is a guy who eats the rats. 
okay, is Manny the rat who's going to get eaten? You know, I was really trying to like dig in. Like what, what is the director trying to say here? Then Tobey Maguire is like paying money. Like he'll do anything for money and he's throwing the fake money and he realizes the money's fake. And then Manny is like, oh shit. And grabs like a fucking Mad Max weapon and like starts killing people. Like kills uh, Tobey Tobey Maguire's bodyguard. Yeah. Um, like a, a spike ball with nails. Yeah, or it's like a mace or something. Yeah. And then he like they all chase him and are shooting guns at him, and he runs out of there and gets away. And now he has to leave Hollywood because he's like scared. Yeah, he had it all though, but Margot Robbie ruined it. Yeah, so he tries to take Margot Robbie Nelly, and he's like, "We got to go to Mexico," and she doesn't want to go. But then he takes her, and then she runs out of the car. And but that's okay. This is the part. Okay, so they uh, hey, I love you, Manny. Let's get married and have kids. Okay, great. Then Manny goes to the drug dealer's house to get him to escape with him. Fucking crazy. This is another thing. Like a crazy like guy comes in, shoots both of them. Wait, 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 wait. There's two drug dealers. Okay. Doesn't shoot Manny. I just want to oh, make it yeah, clear yeah, 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 to yeah, the yeah. people listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Margot Robbie, in the meantime, is in the car and just walks down the street into the black abyss. Disappears. Never to be seen again, actually, in the movie. Yeah. And then um, he's covered in blood, like fucking covered. Then he runs out to the car and he is no longer covered in blood at all. <laughs> like I did notice he had like dirty clothes. I, had, I feel like they cut a scene where he cleaned himself up. Because yeah. they had to have. Because I was like, the, the consistency here is so fucked that if I'm It's literally like, like Carrie level yes. dripping red crimson mask of blood all over him. To no blood and a little bit of dirt or maybe some blood on his shirt, but that's it. It's like, what the fuck just happened? And now... Margot Robbie's gone and he drives off and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then uh, Brad Pitt takes himself out, does does the old self-death. That was honestly very predictable to me. That whole shot of him going up there, I'm like, oh, well, there's only one. There's nowhere else this could go. Is him gonna? He's gonna kill himself. I would have loved if you thought he, you know, because you see him walking in the bathroom with the gun and, you know, you hear the gunshot and we see something like, it cuts to the bathroom and he like shot the mirror. Mm-hmm. I would have loved if it was something like he destroyed his reflection. Like he decided like, okay, I'm not going to be this person. And he like proverbially mm-hmm. metaphorically kills himself. Mm-hmm. That would have been more interesting to me. And it could have been a switcheroo. Cause you think he took himself out and then it's like, no, he just has finally realized that he's not going to be this guy anymore. Can I, the- but they didn't do that. They just went with the, like the obvious thing. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Rocco. And then fitting in within the movie, he would have killed the person in the room next to it, and no one would have cared. (laughs) It would have been great. Rocco, I had the same thought. And then he would have been like, (laughs) I'm not going to be this guy anymore. (laughs) I legitimately, though, thought you see him kill himself, and I thought legitimately, I wonder if he'll be fine in the next scene. Because that keeps happening yeah, with yeah. him. He's and already survived yeah, one gunshot. That's, not a, that's if, not a good vibe to have. I really was wondering, like, does, I wonder if he makes it out of this okay. So you weren't even sad. I wasn't sad. I was, like, yeah. curious. Like, what's going to happen next? Then uh, Margot Robbie dies in a newspaper ad. That you can, can't read. It's in the corner thing, which I guess is symbolizing that she's not that big anymore. But, like, I, I want to see what happens. She's, she's big Ooh, in Sorry, movie. I missed it. Margot Ooh. Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, Nelly. Yeah. You know how she died? Anybody? No. Found dead at 34. Did you pick up how she died? Mm-mm overdose i paused the scene and read the article Mm -hmm. but they kind of like even like kind of uh make it so that it's the prince is faded so you can't really see it but yeah it says she overdosed where did what happened she was going to get married and was happy and walked away and was gone like what happened also everybody in this movie is doing cocaine but it never 
seems like she has an addiction. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, they really downplay that. The addiction yeah. aspect for her to overdose, I was like, oh, did, was, did she have a drug problem? Because that that wasn't a plot in this. That was not a plot point in this movie. Yeah, they were all wild, and and to me, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't sell that part of her. Uh, yeah. So Manny I, uh, yeah. survives the killing of the drug dealers and flees to Mexico, and then it fast forwards to twenty years later, nineteen fifty-two. He comes back. Uh, the fifties. Featuring Jackass 4. <laughs> My favorite 50s movie. He's there with like a, his wife and his kid now. He's an older man. And he decides to go to the movie theaters. And he watches a movie about the invention of talkies. And he starts to cry. Yeah. And then, and then it flashes back to all these previous scenes from this movie. And this is to me where it got a little cheap. Because I was like, I've seen this a hundred times there are so so many of my favorite movies do this but it's kind of cliche at this point where you just play sad music and then you show previous scenes it's like oh yeah remember how things used to be good yeah um so it's showing like scenes from the movie that they filmed the the western movie uh margot robbie's breakout hit it shows like this home movie of them kissing Mm -hmm. the the night that they said they were going to get married right which was so like cheap because they're in some random party is like, we're going to get married and they kiss and some random guys start filming them <laughs> just so later in the movie, they could show that footage. <laughs> um, and then he's sitting there crying and it shows like a clip from every famous movie from the past hundred years, the rocket <laughs> hitting the eye of the moon mm-hmm. in like the journey to the fucking moon movie from the early. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Dolly cutting the eye, just like famous art films, dude, it shows ink drops for like three so minutes. I, and I was like, I, I like ink drops. I'm into like psychedelic art films, but that's, <laughs> yeah. you're really ham fisting that in. Here. I yeah. was like, are you trying to do your own 2001 ending? They show 2001. Yeah. They did, but they were doing, to me, even like the bright colors of like the whole screen was a color. I'm like, you are trying to be Stanley Kubrick or what are you fucking doing? I took it as that was a big thing in the 60s. Um, they would just like do whole color, whole frames of color. Yeah. That was, a, that was like an artistic thing in the 60s. So mm. I, I think they were just trying to show movies going, uh, kind it's of giving you like a brief history of film because yeah. this movie, uh, it takes place in the 20s, yeah. uh, which is like the birth of this movie studios. And then you kind of see them go through the 30s. Then they skip the 30s and 40s. Now you're in the 50s. And then from that point on, it's like movies from the 60s. Psychedelic films, movies from the 70s, movie from the 80s, yeah. uh, Indiana Jones, uh, 2001 would be like late 60s. Uh, yeah. Then they show like a scene from Jurassic Park. For whatever reason, <laughs> the clip from Jurassic Park, I it, it I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like that movie's great. <laughs> I wish I was watching fucking Jurassic Park. Um, it shows Avatar. Yeah. Which again, I was it, it, I was like, is Avatar in the same uh, caliber as all these other movies. I feel like Avatar is kind of a divisive movie. I, 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 I did think, though, I mean, that movie was revolutionary when it came out, so I, I think that's why. Same with The Matrix, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that. thought it was appropriate because, it, it, yeah, it did it have It kind of, some... to me, was showing the movies that changed everything. Those were the movies but they picked. I don't necessarily feel like Avatar did change everything. It was like a really expensive movie, and James Cameron... 
made uh, it. But I, I feel like it was kind of divisive. Some people were like, Psh, it's just Pocahontas with yeah. a lot of CGI. Yeah, I just think the 3D wave became because of Avatar. Like, yeah. there, that was a whole... And it's kind of done now, but that was a, a, a lot of effects production was changed by that movie and the 3D thing. Yeah, I what, mean, good or good or whatever you think on that, it 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 had it was you know always noted. I, in every, I just don't consider it to be a universally beloved film. No, like the other ones in this montage. Mm-hmm. I did think it was ironic though that they literally show scenes of Avatar one, and people were saying that this movie did so bad because of Avatar two. It's like Avatar one's in your movie that you're acknowledging with, you know, what I don't know. I thought that was ironic. Uh, yeah. So then and that's how it ends. That ends with a montage of better movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going to say real quick, I do think the, the one thing I think I do divert from you guys with is I, uh, I will stick up for, I will stick up for the ending. I like the ending. Uh, I think I had a little bit different read on it. Not, not that it was some mind blowing fucking thing or whatever, but I did like, I I didn't quite take it as totally like, you know, wow, aren't aren't these movies awesome? Aren't you know whatever? I I liked. I will say I personally liked the image of the dude fucking crying, <laughs> and then kind of showing the rest of the audience just fucking eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like none of them like that. Like there's the one guy who knows. Like they show all these later movies and fucking avatar and shit um i i don't disagree with what you're saying about like them showing the footage from the earlier scenes we have seen that a billion times um so whatever with that but i i kind of liked the flashes of all these movies and the audience just kind of eating popcorn and giggling and the two are making out and whatever. Like they're just kind of passively enjoying all these things with the one dude who knows who knows the path to that it got that it took to get there you know uh showing all those movies and the one guy who knows the fucking like awful history of getting to that point i took that as i took it as more of a tragic scene versus like uh kind of like wow like i really love movies you know kind of thing i i you know i don't know because then he smiles at the end he does he does that tragic because it's like the all of these movies or make him make him smile. So yeah, it kind of is like, I love movies because I, because I kind of took it as like, again, it's all of that horrible shit. Once again, swept under the rug that like this guy is even kind of like, it's like, it's like having a puppy, like you, you know, having a puppy is like a fucking terrible experience. He's shitting everywhere and whatever. But then you see another puppy and you smile. Like I got to get another puppy. you know, I, I, I disagree. When you're man. editing, when you're editing a movie, uh, it's you know you're fucking miserable and you're ready to never watch the fucking thing again. And then you put it out, and then you're like, "Damn, that was cool. I got to do that again." I disagree. I, 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 I felt that when I watched. The I movie. read it as a lo- another just love letter to Hollywood because mm-hmm. it's like a guy in a 1952 movie theater crying, but you're flashing The Matrix and Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took it as. Yeah. Uh, a love letter to Hollywood and that final montage to me is telling the audience you have felt emotional about movies mm-hmm. in the past. Maybe not this movie, but some movie out there made mm-hmm. you cry. Yeah. And again, it's like psh, people think Hollywood is not important. They think it's just all, you know, tits and ass, but 
your life has been affected by movies. Don't forget. And I was like, well, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I like movies. That's why I'm watching this movie. But <laughs> I really felt like it was leaning on the power of better movies uh-huh. to convey a message that this movie itself failed to convey. So uh-huh. that's why I was like, little cheap. You know? Yeah. But tell it, tell it in your own words. But I also do, like I said, I think it's, there's, I, I totally get that. But I just don't think, I think them intercutting, like I said, the audience totally it wasn't like the audience was going through an emotional thing either. They're all extremely passive in that scene. So I felt like there was a juxtaposition. There was sort of a, uh, you know, a bittersweet thing going on here. It's like, oh, look at all these emotional moments. But like, here's this guy who is clearly fucked up by the whole process and an audience that kind of like has a surface level engagement with it. I don't know. I, yeah. I just think there was more to it than than well. just that side of it. I interpreted you know? the audience but, as being um, symbolic of America. Mm-hmm. Of just the um, American culture is affected by movies and this mm-hmm. audience is all of America. So yeah, you have the teenagers making out. You have the black kid and his mom and in front of them is uh, an, an Asian woman and then you have an old guy and then you have mm-hmm. like young people and it, it just seemed like a cross section of like yeah, this is everybody in America, and we all love movies, and these are the movies we love. And then mm. it was like fifty scenes of fifty great movies. Mm. Uh, but that is how the movie ends. So I didn't watch the credits. Uh, I turned it off. You didn't see the, the mid credit scene? Was there a mid credit scene? <laughs> Brad Pitt wakes up in the bathroom with a holding the gun and, and a new and wife, he, and he said, "Holy shit, that was crazy!" And then he shoots the camera. Yeah, Babylon, this. It, it told me McGuire and he looks handsome and he's like, that was this makeup. Don't worry. I'm mm-hmm, handsome still. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, shaker time. All right, Rocco, you picked it so you can go first. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, I don't necessarily really disagree with most of the stuff you guys said. I, but I was definitely more fascinated by it. Good and bad. Uh, I, I, again, I think the one thing that I had the blow softened for was I felt like I had just been told how boring it was. I didn't, I wasn't bored. Even when I wasn't liking what was happening, I, it it was a fascinating production to me, uh, overblown, overbloated, uh, ego run rampant. Um, it was definitely a fucking career misstep for this director. Uh, but that being said, I, I'm glad I watched it. I actually enjoyed watching it, even though I feel like there it was misstep after misstep. So I, I will probably give it the highest score of, of, of the group. You know, if I, I would say probably right in the middle, I would give it probably a 2.5. I will round it up to a three because I did feel like I had an experience, even if it wasn't necessarily positive. Um, so, yeah. Cool. I would give this movie a zero, but I'm willing to bet that there are worse movies out there. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to reserve the zero for a hypothetical worse film. Uh, So I'm going to give this a one. Mm. I think I definitely don't think I hated it as much as Derek, but I definitely did not like this movie. Um, I... 
I do think there was a movie here that you had and you just fucked it all up so hard yeah. with your ego. There could have been something awesome here. For Maybe sure. I don't want to assume someone's on drugs, but if I found out there was drugs involved with the making of this movie, I would <laughs> not be surprised. It did yeah. seem fucking bonkers and not focused at all. Um, I will give it a one mostly because of that song. Really like the score of this movie. You know what was so ironic to me about this movie too? Final thought. The movie failed to even pay attention to its own message. I felt like all of these people had unchecked egos. All of these people were in Hollywood and were just making excessive films and just being like as loud and as bombastic as possible and all of their careers failed that's true <laughs> and then this the movie, director does the same thing this movie is as loud and as bombastic as possible and it is also not good yeah so yeah i was like you, don't, you didn't even realize the story of your own story but i will say too just to go back to uh, say this again i again i i had heard from a lot of places worst movie of the year i still think there's way more boring sh- i felt like i sat through multiple Marvel movies that failed to move my needle in any way, I would still rather watch something like this where there were a bunch of egregious misuses of this or that. I, I, I still would rather watch a a, a, a a huge explosion of a failure than something that is just like, yeah, they did this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's just my, but that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. Well, I have the job of picking the next movie, and I'm going to pick something that is not recent and a movie I have never seen before. Uh, I have wanted to watch, and now I think we all have an excuse to watch the movie Escape from New York. So I don't know. I know it's it's Kurt Russell, right? Right. Is it Kurt Russell? It's Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, Snake Plissken, Metal well, Gear Solid. See, I, the whole I, shebang. I know Metal Gear Solid is involved some way or took took from this in some way i have no idea how or why and i'm i'm curious to see what we're this gonna is all have to about. watch the movie and play metal gear solid oh shit yeah let's try to do that week by uh, next week we will play one of right, video game club coming up i'll let you know which one i did. should do that why are we doing movie because that's gonna take forever no although you could play, watch play a like journey before you could finish this movie that this was yeah so maybe. Yeah, I can think of a couple games I could have beat in the Shit. time to watch this. All right, we'll watch uh, Escape from New York, and we'll see you next week right here on Movie Club. Goodbye.